Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to a special edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. We are coming to you from the media day for the, as part of the official press junket for Tyson Jones Jr. We will be here tomorrow as well, which is Saturday the 28th for that, this epic fight, bringing you coverage of the pre-fight and post-fight analysis for this historic event, which is now the highest pay-per-view event ever in the history of pay-per-view. And we are jumping into Media Day as we speak. This pre-fight Media Day is coming to you from Los Angeles, California. The fight, as you may or may not know, will take place in the Staples Center. This eight-round, two-minute battle between former heavyweight champion Mike Tyson and Olympic medalist Roy Jones Jr., middleweight champion. We are about to start. We've listened to some of the undercards. Now Roy Jones Jr. takes the stage for some media questions. Obviously, you've been here before, but it's been a little bit of a, a little while. How are you feeling just the night before fight night? Oh, actually, feeling pretty good. It's surprisingly, but I'm feeling pretty good. How has this experience been getting back into shape, getting back into fight shape? How's it all been? It's been the craziest thing you ever could imagine, brother. It's been really, really crazy, you know? Uh, your body have a hard time holding up to all the stream was work but you know you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta take a little bit more time time off or a few more ice baths a little more hot cold treatment and um make it happen roy jones jr former olympian former middleweight champion back after a two-year layoff but at this point you know that if you push yourself you're gonna hurt yourself so if you push yourself too much you won't get an event now the event's here, I think the lead-up you've mentioned a couple of times has been sort of up and down for you. Now that the fight itself is here, are you able to, to put, you know, the two-minute rounds out of your mind? Is it just about the fight itself now? Just about the fight itself now. With, uh, with Mike, what are you expecting from him? Are you expecting the Mike that was started out his career that knocked out Trevor Burbick? Or are you expecting the Mike that didn't look that great in his last few fights and eventually retired on a stool? Which Mike Tyson are you expecting to fight tomorrow night? I'm expecting, I'm expecting that early Mike because he's rejuvenated. He's been out 15 years. He knows what it's like to miss boxing. He realizes what he had, and he's seeking to get that back now because when he fought the last few fights he fought, he wasn't really in a mindset of being who he once was. His mindset had dwindled. The fight had dwindled. Now the fight is back. So now he has a desire to want to come out and be who he once was, do what he know he once could do. So um, with that being said, you got to expect a good Mike to come. I mean, you got to think about it, man. I seen Mike a few, a few, a few, probably about two years ago. Like he was about almost 250 pounds. Now he's 220. <laughs> you don't think he's serious? 
That is Roy Jones Jr. giving his analysis of Mike Tyson and what Mike Tyson is planning on bringing to this fight tomorrow night. Week of the fight, people are going to be like, ah, it's it's not real. This, it's not real. That is that frustrating for you? And and do you think the moment the fight starts, people are going to realize this is a real fight? For us, we don't ever look at it as not real. He knows I'm Roy Jones. Roy Jones come out there to do you bad. I know he's Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson come out there to take you out. So it's like to us, none of that counts. We don't hear what they say. We don't even hear what the commission say. It's not our job. Our job is to go out and do what we do. Do you? anticipate having to spend maybe the first and second maybe even third round just sticking and moving before yeah, that's what i expect i want to come out early uh i have to pick out my ways and pick out my times to attack but i do have to know, let, let him know that i'm there but i want to try to work him into a couple rounds get him started then see how quick i can get him to fatigue if i can get him to a fatigue situation then i can work a lot better but that's roy uh, jones talking strategy for his fight with mike tyson tomorrow night Eight rounds, two minutes. Tyson out of out of it for 15 years. I do have to hold him on the clinches and try to get the lactic acids going because he's very dangerous when he's at his own distance. So you got to get all up on him, all the way from him. Is it different fighting a guy like Mike because you watched him in his prime, you know every combination he has, right? We know the, the, the punches he likes. So does that make it easier for you knowing, like, well, if this left hook's coming, the uppercut's probably coming after, or, or does it just make no difference at all? It makes no difference because you know it, but you don't know what speed is going to be at. And that speed will determine, be determined by who he is that particular night, how he's feeling that night. So it's like, he know my combination somewhat too, but you don't know what speed or velocity I'm going to throw him at because I'm, a, I'm an off-speed thrower. You know what I mean? So you never know which one had a zip on it, which one is not. This is one of the reasons why I really like Roy Jones Jr. He is a bright, intelligent fighter. Such a big celebrity in his prime. Do you think people are sort of underestimating you or sort of it's like the Tyson show and you're not getting the respect that you deserve? Um, I don't really know. I really care because for me, I know I got to go out and be the best me that I can possibly be. That's all my goal is. So what people think about it, Y'all must have forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I know tomorrow night comes first, but um, there's a guy you've long wanted to box called Anderson Silva. He's now out of the UFC. He's a free agent. Is that something you would be interested in? If this goes well tonight, I'm almost positive that will probably be the next thing we do because he's been wanting it, I've been wanting it, so this has got to go great perks. Good luck tomorrow night. Thank you. That is Roy Jones Jr., a phenomenal attitude. Here at Media Day, many times in the past, we have multiple fighters out at the same time, a series of chairs, a series of microphones, but due to social distancing requirements, we have one chair, one microphone, and in between the folks coming out, they come out, they spray some sort of a sanitizing spray and wipe down the chairs and the microphone. The fighters come out individually with their masks on take their masks off when the questioning starts. All of uh, the folks in the reporter and in the press area come up one at a time, socially distance, keep their masks on, trying to maintain the proper and safe protocol to ensure that no one, no one's life is risked and that this fight is not risked. 
by virtue of the fact that somebody tests positive in the midnight hour. We are waiting for Mike Tyson to take the stage. He will be the last fighter for the media day. Understandable. This entire card, this entire event, this entire pay-per-view spectacular is built around that megalith of a man and a fighter. No longer the young, explosive, hot-headed, impulsive man that he was. Certainly more mature, more thoughtful. While some are expecting the Tyson of old, my expectation is you'll see power, you'll see speed, but you may see to some degree the most sophisticated and strategic version of Mike Tyson that you have ever seen. From where you were before... Here he is, Mike Tyson, taking the stage. What physical journey has this been for you to get to this fight? Hey, it's... Um, whew, I can't believe you asked me this. <laughs> Why did you take your mask off? Are you sure? Positive, yes, sir. Okay. So it's cool to take my mask off, huh? From this distance, I think we're good. Okay, cool. Um, would be kind of to express that again? I was just wondering what the, the physical journey has been like from where you were to getting to this fight, what, what has it been like just to, to change your body into fight shape? I don't know. It's a 100-pound process. And um, I started, my wife told me, well, she, she pretty much asked to do the treadmill for 15 minutes a day. So that 15 minutes turned into two hours a day. And from that, I started doing two hours on the treadmill, an hour on the bike. Then I started running. And... Um, I was, uh, I don't know where I was. I was, I wanted to hit the miss. I don't know why I wanted to hit the miss. And someone said that they knew Rafael Cardozo, Cardozo, I believe it is, and Cadera, please. And um, he held the miss for me. And um, it was, uh, I had to lose the weight, of course. But after I lost the weight, you know, I went vegan for the whole two years and just never ate anything. You starved and exercise. But when I was hitting the miss and um, we... I believe is Mike Tyson telling the story of how he how he got involved in this fight and how this fight started to happen. Combination. I was in the bed for six weeks. I was all messed up, and then I just got um, comfortable with the process of punching and moving, and then eventually sparring. And it was really calm. It was really listen. I'll never call another fighter a bum again. You know, because um, the process of getting in shape to fight somebody is just um, psychologically overwhelming. If you're not an experienced fighter. You mentioned that for some reason you wanted to hit the mitts. Are you surprised that you wanted to? Because that was something for years you shied away from. You didn't want to go back to the boxing. So when you had that, that sudden desire, like, I'd like, to, I'd like to hit the mitts again, were you surprised at yourself? Hey, listen, this, this, this stuff started with all my friends. I took this, um, I don't know, what's it's a natural medicine from um, alternative it's called the toad i took the medicine and the medicine told me to get in shape you said the medicine told you to get in shape yeah. you also mentioned before that the gods of war came and tapped you on the shoulder and said it was time to go again well pretty much yeah pretty much that spirit that i took that they called the toad the gods uh monocle um yeah it really blew my mind so i started told me to come back and start getting in shape is it fun has, it, has this been fun for you? I know it's been hard work, but is it fun to know that you're This back? is fun right now. This bit here. 
this and then boom, then we're going to the fight. This is the fun part. Everything else is oh, hell. Your career back when you were an active fighter has had the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows. If you compare yourself now as a fighter to at any point in your prime, how similar do you think you are to the guy who came and destroyed Trevor Burbick or the guy towards the end? Where do you think you rank now compared to in your prime? Hey, I never put myself in that perspective because I, I didn't know what I was then. I just, I'm just very more um, comfortable in the way who I am now to a certain degree. Not totally, but to a certain degree. So I can't compare the two, but I this is what I want to do. I can say this. My last fight, I didn't have no interest in doing it. I'm interested in doing it now. How many rounds do you think you sparred for this fight? Quite a few. I couldn't um, question the number of rounds, but quite a few. What was it like mentally to, to get back in the ring after so long and, and be trading punches with someone? What was that like for as an experience? Well, the first day was disastrous. <laughs> okay. And... um. But neither. Um, We're looking at a very honest Mike Tyson, a more mature Mike Tyson, talking humbly and talking about the journey back. I said, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, I said, ooh, I belong here. That, that must prove something to you, right? To, to, to know that, okay, this is going terribly, but I'm not quitting. That must tell you that you're doing the right thing, that you're, you're belonging back in that ring. In some degree, it tells me I'm a fool, okay. but um, I love the other side that tells me I can do it. Yeah, I pretty much feed that one. With Roy Jones Jr., what are you expecting tomorrow night? Are you expecting him to be a little bit slower? Are you expecting him to try and to stick and move for the first few rounds? What exactly do you expect out of Roy tomorrow night? I have no idea. Most likely part of it. I mean, I'm just, just going to just go right at him soon with the bell. We're just going to see what happens. Uh, have you been frustrated with all this sort of pre-fight talk about oh, that there's these restrictions, there's this restrictions? For you, you've put your body through a training camp, and now people are saying that you're almost putting on a show. Does that kind of insult you? You know you're in here to fight properly. Well, listen, um, from many perspectives, how they may look at it, um, it's going to be entertaining. You know, because um, I'm a fighter, he's a fighter, and of course, you know, we're, going to, we're in there throwing punches. And during that process, anything can happen. Do you think you can still hit as hard as you used to be able to? We're going to see. Good stuff. And so I guess just one last thing from me. How do you see the fight going? What's your prediction? Do you have a prediction? Do you think I can knock him out in the first round or the eighth round? How do you predict this fight going? As soon as I hit him good, you know, I'm listen. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how to go easy. I don't know. I just um, don't want to say the wrong thing because some people get angry, you know, at the boxing commission. So I don't like to say the wrong thing. How's that? Good luck tomorrow night, night. Thank you very much. Mike, this is something I never thought I'd do, uh, cover a fight in 2020 with Mike Tyson. Uh, you were last in the ring 15 years ago. Uh, what has the process been like for you and what has changed now compared to 15 years ago as far as training goes? I do the same process. I, I box, I run, hit the bag and it has the same um, momentum, same um, dedication. I would have never lost the weight. Is there anything that's changed 
uh, for you in the last 15 years as far as pre preparing for a boxing match? Well, I want to do it. You know, most of the time I was um, obligated to do it from a, a contract perspective. If you don't do this, we'll take everything you have. We have your coming. They've been blackmailing me. If you if you don't fight, we'll take everything you have and this and that. You'll be back in Brownsville. <clears throat> so, you know, during that process, I didn't really want to fight. And now it's a totally different environment. Where yeah, this is fun. You know, we were we were doing some business. At, um, I have a couple of business partners, and we were um, fortunate that we were successful in a few um, endeavors. And I just wanted to do this. My brother-in-law asked, did I want to fight somebody? Somebody offered money for me to fight somebody, and at first I said no. And I said, hey, will he fight me? Will he box me? And the guy said yes. And it was, we went from... I don't know, Bob Sapp, um, Tyson Fury, Shannon Briggs, um, and now we got Roy Jones. You've turned your life around so many times. What do you credit that to? What is that? Tell me about that. What, is, what did you mean by turning my life you've, around? You've had, so many, you've had so many reinventions of yourself. You've had so many acts. You've had so many new chapters, and you keep building on to your story. Uh, what, what do you credit that drive and spirit to? Um, I'm just... Um, I'm just struggling like everyone else here. I'm learning from life's mistakes or life um, wins. You know, it's, I, it's funny when you listen to people ask Tyson questions, it's hard to tell whether or not he's asking because he really wants them to clarify or because he feels annoyed by the questions. He just got asked about how he reinvented himself. He asked to clarify the question, and you wonder or not whether or not the question bothers him. After you kind of like it was in your heyday, what is that feeling like that you still draw that energy and attraction? Well, I don't know really how to take that. The only thing I want to do is um, be present for my wife and my kids, my niece, you know, my family members and my close friends. Um, this is a part of my life that, you know, I've pretty much thrown away. It doesn't have the appeal like it once had, but I, I like to manipulate it. I like to... Um, use it for a way I can um, voice my ego and make people come to fights and all that stuff. This is all beautiful and it's meant to be this way. But um, I don't I don't take it serious as I did when I was younger. When we talked last year at the Tyson Ranch, you were, you were telling me about the toad and how it kills your ego. Uh, is your ego back now? It's, it's, it's so much more healthier than it ever been. And uh, you've famously said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. You're going to get punched in the mouth tomorrow. What's your plan? Well, I'm going to go to plan B, punch him back. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, thanks. When you were the heavyweight champ in the world, did you ever think about what life would be like in middle age? Did you ever think that far ahead? No, I didn't think I lived that long. It was just so intense and took myself so serious back then. So you never could have imagined being in this situation? Not in a million years, no. What have you learned as you've gotten older about your body and about aging that maybe was maybe isn't as true as you thought it was when you were younger? When, when, when you were coming up, it was unusual for a 30-year-old fighter to be still competitive. And at the exactly. Top it's just that... Um, the human species in general has, um, I don't know the word, 
it exonerated itself, it exalted itself. Similar question that was asked to Roy Jones Jr. about how it is that years ago, 30 years seemed old, and now two men of 50 are getting into the ring. What we're doing now, we're living longer, we're, we're curing longer, we're getting, we're getting drastic, more drastic disease. The, the disease now changes its form for it. It lasts longer and more difficult to find any kind of vaccine for it. I'm talking about um, um, diseases that we're not even conscious of yet. And um, I don't know. You tell me. Is that it? You, you mentioned that you're feeling healthier than you have in a long time. How does that, how does that manifest itself? Do you sleep better? Do you eat better? Do you have more energy? No, I, I, I'm a horrible sleeper, but um, I just don't leave my house. I never, I, my, my, wife, my wife and kids, they probably, um, they can't imagine me being in the house this long. At one, listen, I would get up in the morning, I would leave the house at 9 in the morning, and I would come back 9 the next morning. And it was never, I was one of those house, house, house husbands. And um, time humbles you. And you want to see your children grow. You want to see them evolve like you. And you want to see them have a great childhood like yourself. And so that's basically what I do. I just want to um, evolve myself with my family and my friends who I love. That's what it's really all about now. And the older we get, we start to lose so many people. Life is just a flick of the eye. What will you consider a success tomorrow night? Tomorrow night? Yeah. What will make tomorrow night a success? Or is it already a success before you even get in that ring? Listen, um, we here, me being here is a success. Me just existing, me just existing as a human being is a success. And that's more of, um, I don't look at life as being age, I look at life as energy. And you don't bring your age to the table, you bring your energy to the table. You don't go meet people, hey, I'm Bob, I'm 59. You don't do that. Say I'm Bob. I'm such and such, and you do it with enthusiasm too, because enthusiasm is contagious, and you want the same response. This, this, you mentioned it earlier in the process for this fight, but this may not be the last thing for you. You want to see where this goes, and and what and what you can do, you know, beyond this. What what's 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 your dream with that? What 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 do you want to see? Well, as as I was saying earlier, um. We got this um, league, Legends Only League, and we're getting ready to, um, and it's a strong possibility we're getting ready to take it to another level and have other sports compete. Like, we were discussing one, just for instance, Dennis Rodman and Men, Men of Peace doing a one-on-one -on -one game to 11. After they get like three months to get in shape and we could um, film them getting in shape and whatever, it's the whole what it is. And we could make um, a series out of it. How about for you personally? Excuse me? How about for you personally? Um, God willing, um, sky's the limit. Could be anything, huh? Yeah. And why, why do you think that's important? Why do you think the League of Legends is important? Is, is it important that people see that? See that see that aging is not what it once was? Well, as we stated earlier in the, in the beginning of our conversation, we are evolving. And sometimes we can't handle the involvement, and but we 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 stayed shelled because it's just it's overwhelming that I could still do this, but they still won't accept me because of my age. It's I don't know. I was what this whole thing started because I was watching Jerry Rice, and I guess he did a five something, and so he did a a four nine or something really meager, 
um, deterrent from his best number, and they said he can't play anymore. People still want to see him play. Even though he's a little bit slower, they still want to see him. They want to see him more than they want to see the guy playing his position in any team that's functioning now. So um, I looked at it from that perspective. I looked at it from the numbers perspective as well because um, the world is all about numbers now, especially when it comes to Instagram, right? So, yeah. I was told that before, and I, did, I didn't agree with him. The world is all about numbers. You're born, you die. Things come into existence, then they don't, then, then it doesn't work anymore. It's just what it is. Thank you. We are waiting on an additional reporter to ask Mike. He's sitting patiently. That's it. That is it. The next thing we will have for you will be the weigh-in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.